You've got questions. We've got all the answers when it comes to sex and more. This is the A to Z of sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Every week, we pick a series of topics that you've been wanting to know about. It's an encyclopedia of sex, intimacy, relationships, and so much more than that. Let's get things started. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I'm a sex and intimacy coach and a psychologist, and I have spent the last 30 plus years helping people to create and maintain meaningful relationships with sizzling sex without shame. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time, and we are back to the letter A. So we're starting a new series now. Today, the letter is A, and this is for A Leather House. This show is being done at the request of a couple of people who asked me, what is a leather house? So joining me today to talk about this is DK Green. DK is a psychotherapist in private practice, specializing and working within the GSRD, gender, sex, relationships, diversity, queer and intersectional communities. In terms of identity, he's a 50-something parent, grandparent, and animal lover, as well as a leather-dominant poly-trans shamanic biker and horse rider. He's also a big old softie who prioritizes family, both chosen queer and created kids and grandkids above all things. Also joining me, Mr. Blue. Mr. Blue, along with his slave Blue Frost, was the 2018 International Master Slave Title Holder and the 2017 Master Slave Title Holder for the Northeast region of the United States. He's the senior master of the House of Blue based in Southern Maryland, deputy director of operations for the Master Slave Conference, vice president of MTTA and board member of the Leather Houses of Color Coalition. He's been publicly active in the BDSM lifestyle for more than a decade. For many years, he's taken on various roles and responsibilities in the community as a mentor, presenter, and otherwise genuine source of knowledge in the way he's navigated through kink, leather, and BDSM. As part of his commitment to educating himself and others, he's spoken about the relationship aspect of the master-slave model at national conferences and leather events, local munches, and special interest groups. Blue Frost, devoted slave and wife to Mr. Blue, is the 2018 International Slave Title Holder and the 2017 Northeast Slave Title Holder. She's the co-founder and co-visionary of the Leather Houses of Color Coalition and is the mistress of the House of Blue. Together with her master, she received the Pantheon of Leather Award for 2018 Couple of the Year. She serves on the board of Twisting Culture, home of the Northeast Person of Leather Contest, and staff of the Master Slave Conference, where she first embraced her slave identity and found her power in service. She's been active in her local community for many years as she enjoys sharing life choice experiences and information with other slaves and submissives. She routinely speaks at national conferences, special interest groups, and local munches to help further educate herself and her peers. Her journey has been amazing as she travels the country affirming the validity and successes of living in an, in an authority transfer relationship. Welcome to the show, guys. Um, so like I said at the beginning, this season, we're starting with A is for a leather house. And the reason we're doing this show is because my VA asked the question, what's a leather house? And I figured we'd give her a multifaceted answer. So I'm just going to open the floor for people's definitions. Whoever wants to start, start. Uh, I'll start. Um, I think it's a, a really good question that um, was asked um, because there's so many different definitions and it's really important to get the perspectives from all of the people that you know, have a leather house. Um, 
and I'll mention leather packs, you know, and, um, you know, all those different types of variations. So anyway, um, for us, a leather house um, really is a place that we decided that we wanted to bring um, to brick and mortar, not so much from a conceptual space. Mm -hmm. um, when I first came into the community several years ago, it was very um, obvious that within the leather community, there were some, I'll call standards and uh, I guess ways of life and life choice that required structure. And within the leather community, I found that trying to navigate without structure, especially within the confines and the tradition of leather, it would be very difficult if there was no structure behind it. So in meeting Frost, I took what was a virtual idea and she and I built what is, you know, now today, the House of Blue, a safe space, a learning space, a space of service and all those types of things. Um, and we can get into that a little bit more, but in general, that's what the leather house is for us. So from what, so for you, a lot of it is about creating the actual physical structure in the world. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna ask people to be even a bit more basic because I'm not even sure which parts of the audience understand why leather in the first place. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so, I guess the first question I was asked was, does everybody live together? <laughs> so we're starting that basic, does everybody live in the same space? Of course, which I said, no, not necessarily. Right. Sometimes. Okay, I'm happy to chip in there so I can answer the first question from my perspective, as well as integrating that. <clears throat> so you mentioned leather house, you mentioned a pack, um, you know, the house of and this pack. Um, but there's also the, the option of the leather family, of course, which is more where I'm coming from. And that was from very, very long, complicated story short, um, uh, wanting to create my idea of family rather than what the world had provided me with. Mm. Um, and it was very important to me, even before I discovered leather, that there were some key integrity points in there, like honesty and truth. That became something that was vital to me because I grew up with secrets and lies and, and I wanted to have a different life than that. Mm. So I seemed to manifest this by attracting various people to me who also wanted to live that way. Um, leather came along and in the UK it's a little bit different from America we're, we're always a little bit behind in that in in the sexy time stuff so um, the gay male community here certainly had leather in bushels and even uh, leather families or leather houses but um, outside of the gay male community it wasn't a thing so back in the 90s um, when I began putting all this together I met my two primary partners. Um, we were the first non-gay male leather family in the UK, Simples. Um, so it was like really new. The great thing about that was we got to basically create our ideals of what we wanted it to be. Um, you know, the tough thing about that was there wasn't much to learn from here <laughs> other than looking abroad. So my initial mentor was American. Um, as I say, back in the 90s. So for me, it's about family. It's about a whole bunch of people who all want to live with the same kind of ethos, the ideology, the 
the good stuff in life that you can respect and have compassion for. And those are the people who've eventually become my, you know, my full leather family. And there are many of us, and there are three of us that live in one house, and everybody else lives all over the place. So, you know, it is not a brick and mortar house, although my house is the hub, it's the community hub. Everybody comes home to the house. Um, they live elsewhere. Right. And so that, why, that, for me, it's about living, you know, living my truth and hot leather sex, basically. Well, that too. Always that too. <laughs> so we're, I mean, we're structured as a pack. Um, and that's because of, I guess, both our leanings. It's not that different. It just, um, we're smaller than a lot of houses at this point by choice. Although now we're not because we're linked and... <laughs> Our leather family is now huge. I was saying this last night. I mean, huge. It's gotten ridiculous and it's it's really amusing. Um, but there's just the two of us. Um, and for us, it's the same in terms of ideals. We also have some of the same things with the blues because we've got that safe space is like primary. <laughs> Being able to create safe space for people is a big, big thing for us. And then education. Um, and hot leather sex, and never forget that. Um, but it's it's interesting looking at all the similarities. I actually don't see loads of differences between the leather houses that I associate with. Mm -hmm. Right. Same. Right. Yeah, we we kind of we we see the same. Um, out the the house of blue is um, because I'm a former. Well, I should say former, but I am a former military but mil military member. I was in the army for several years. Um, so our house is kind of modeled off the Army's leadership um, model, which is loyalty, um, duty, uh, selfless service, respect, integrity, and um, personal courage. So a lot of those principles, they call them Boy Scout principles because a lot of leather families and houses and packs, they all kind of revolve around the same model. But that's what kind of makes us work. That's what kind of makes us all the same, you know, and different at the same time. Um, you you were kind of touched on leather families. So the House of Blue is just one house in a much larger leather, you know, collective of houses and packs, you know, that makes up the leather family, just much like um, Jewel said. So, you know, it is just a small part of a much larger organization or a group of families. So we, we're the same way. Yeah, no, it was, and it was really interesting last night because somebody was, I don't remember who it was, um, so for those of you listening, I did the book launch last night that I had mentioned previously. And of course, when you do something like that and you're connected with people in this way, I mean, this is my family. So my family showed up to celebrate. Um, and Mama Vi was there for many, many hours. And so somebody was trying to figure out where, you know, where we fit. And it was like, oh yeah, well, that's family, right? Yeah. And a couple of eyes went, that's family like yeah that's family like this is a big family and it's a family that goes back in generations and that's the other thing for me about the structure that we live in so our houses may not be multi-generational they are sometimes our house actually is because mm -hmm. my son is a pack member he's not involved in the relationship aspects of things he obviously the sexual aspects of things or anything like that but because he follows leather this is his first home. Mm -hmm. So he's a pack member. I imagine someday he will go off and join somebody else's house. 
Or he'll have someone come and join yours. That's true. Or he'll bring someone home. I don't know why I find that. So I suppose it's because I'm having enough trouble dealing with the 18 year old having a partner at that. You know, it's like, so I'm like, yeah, okay. He'll go off and do it over there. Right. We have a, we have a leather kid that um, is is over here in the States and we kind of have those same conversations with her about, okay, well, you know, bring your own or do your own thing. It doesn't matter. You're still ours. So uh, we totally get that sentiment. Right. Yeah. We have a leather girl that we consider our our leather daughter, a leather girl in the community who was new. Um, And when she moved from California where she started, um, she didn't have a home when she got to her, you know, her hometown where she actually uh, lived. She found leather in the military, of course. Uh, so she was on base and things were easier. People were easier to find. But when she went back to her home in Texas, it was harder to find people. So we, you know, we found her at a local conference, MSC, and she attached and we've had her with us ever since so that she would have a safe space. So it is, it is a homecoming. It is a virtual space. Um, and then it becomes people become close enough to us um, we bring them along also physically. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we become more than just their leather family for everything. We're helping her getting her master's down. You know, she has two children. We're involved in every aspect of our of lives and they, they of ours, but it's started from a leather connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So how would we differentiate this between sort of some of the more garden variety um, BDSM and um, and even the part-time collars? The what-time collars? Part-time. Collars. Um, I want to say the first thing I'll say is is not one thing is better than the other. I, I don't I don't want to make it seem like one life choice or lifestyle, you know, practice is better than the other. It's just what works better for one person versus the other. So for us, kind of like what I mentioned, and a lot of this has to do with Frost and what she needed and what she required of me after she had done the work on herself, she came to me and said, these are the things that I need, you know, in a new relationship. And I had also gone through a period where I was trying to figure out who am I and what am I going to do as a master um, at the time, just as a dominant um, long term within the community. Because this life choices, it's, it's mine to make and the, and the things that happen in the lifestyle will always be here and it'll always draw me. Um, so it really had a lot to do with her um, on just building the structure for what we both needed collectively and individually. Um, which was very different than us being in a DS relationship as kinksters. Right. Now, again, those two relationships are completely different. One's not better than the other. For us, it was a maturation process. So we realized that DS was great and wonderful and all of those things. And, you know, we had some, in the beginning, long distance relationship, um, you know, hurdles to, to get through, which we did get through. Um, and we progressed to MS, and within MS, you know, we also found leather. So it really was just a, a culmination of, you know, the maturation of the, excuse me, of the relationship. I just think it's interesting that you say that, that that came from Blue having done the work on herself, Frost having done the work on herself to 
to bring to you and say, look, this is, we're going to be in a relationship. These are the things I need. We're with, we were exactly the same. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I said, this is what I already know I need. Um, and he was like, okay, okay, let's work at it. And we were five and a half years long distance to start. Um, so there was never any question that we were MS. <laughs> there was never any question there, but we were five and a half years to start. And I think um, we found leather relatively quickly, um, but really weren't sure how we were going to manifest while we were still living a distance from each other. Right. And he was recently saying part of the reason he moved when he did was because my son, every, every time my son spoke to him, it was, when are you going to come live with us? When are you going to come live with us? Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. And I well, forgot. For me, it was very slightly different. I was on the other side of the coin because I knew I'd done the work. I knew what I wanted to create. Yeah. Um, and I didn't go out there sort of headhunting or any such thing. It literally manifested itself. They just were drawn to what I was creating. Mm -hmm. And most of those people are still with us, you know. Uh, I think there's about 18 of us now. Um, <clears throat> and they're all long-term, several years. You know, they've, they've found a place, uh, a home, a leather family, um, a community, that, that that actually answers their needs and anyone for anyone that it doesn't work because it is my way my choices um for anyone that it's not appropriate for they come they taste it they go they move on to what it is that they need to find for themselves um, but the rest of them have all stuck around because they seem to like the same things <laughs> can't run away <laughs> once it's in your blood that's it it's got you <laughs> whether it's me or somebody else <laughs> yeah it's not you're not going anywhere mm -hmm. one of the things that i found funny about that is that um when we started so when more loki moved over here we started looking for leather over here because our whole community was in the united states mm -hmm. and so we decided we would try and find something here and we couldn't find anything we found the gay male leather community but we don't fit there for obvious reasons um, and and so we were looking and looking and i remember asking dominic come on can you tell me are there is there any leather outside the community and dk was the only person it's like i know who i'm going to introduce you to <laughs> that was it that was like there i know of one leather family outside <laughs> And that's important to, ha to have that representation, though, to stand there, although you're the only one, you know, of your, you know, kind. I don't know what, to, what that's about. Yeah, of my generation. I mean, there, right. are more, there are more here now. There are other leather families here now. Um, wow. But, uh, yeah, none that have been around since the 90s. <laughs> right. Right. So, like, a lot of what we started and what we thought about um, before we even got started in, in finding leather because was – finding a safe space and that was based off of actually the gay male culture of the ballroom dance culture all of those things where they found community with one another and how to take care of one another those are the things that we were looking for because when you have what we you know what others consider alternative uh life choices to be ostracized and not having and that was important to us to be able to have be there for people and so that people can be there, you know, likewise for us in, in turn for support. 
So it was one of those things that became more brick and mortar to the point, you know, as we became closer together, as we began to live together. And then as we began to see that sometimes you, they, people do need that leg up. Sometimes people need just six months, you know, to get their life in order to gain, you know, get a little savings together to be able to go off and do what they need to do on their own and to provide those services for folks when they need those types of help. So that's another part of what we provide as a house or one of the things that we feel is necessary, that people don't have to stay with you long term. They don't have to stay once I have I'm here, I have to be here the rest of my life. Please understand that we actually like to launch people and say, you know, go do your thing where you want to do it. Because I'm much like you, sir, um, it's our rule. It's cool. If you don't get to House of Blue Standard, that's okay. If you don't want to be at House of Blue Standard, that's okay. Go and do your own thing. And so we find that a lot of joy in also being able to do that. Absolutely. It's about giving people a safe space so they can grow their own wings and fly in whatever direction they need to. I absolutely agree. I mean, a great example of what for me is part of this, uh, the leather family, is it's not just about the hot, sweaty leather sex. It's not just about the, the protocols and the rituals. It's not just about the the integrity of the way that we live our life. It is actually a family. So for a great example is right now, one of my submissives is in and out of hospital very poorly. Um, I've known her son since he was three. He calls me dad and asked me to adopt him last year. That's how intertwined I am in their lives. And that's why when she got sick, I'm the one here looking after the nine-year-old. Now, I'm the head of the house, the head of the leather family. But I'm down here, like hours away drive, staying here, taking care of them. That's what a family is. I know that for any of the members of the leather family, um, if somebody breaks down at three o'clock in the morning, they got a whole bunch of numbers they can ring and someone will be ready to jump in the car and go fetch them. That's part of it. Right. I totally understand that perspective being HOH, you know, with all of the things that could happen with just life in general, you know, one of the things about having a leather household, or like you mentioned, the leather family being the head of household, there's a responsibility that goes with that. You know, and like I talked about earlier, conceptually, those things sound great and, you know, great and well over the internet, but what happens when you actually put some intention and purpose to those words and those roles? And yeah. that's what we did, you know. Um, Frost mentioned being a safe space. Real time for us, what that meant was is that we've had people within the community, the leather community, from both coasts in the United States and north and as far south as you can go, come and actually stay here and visit um, for a myriad of reasons, you know, whether it's rest and recovery or whether it's they're just passing through or whether it's they're just coming to spend some time with us and our kids. I mean, we have, you know, children. We have three children. They're 23, one and 23, 21, and 17. And um, there are people in the community that have known them for years, much like you mentioned, DK, with younger ones so they have people in the community our children that is that they can talk to you know if they have questions they don't feel comfortable talking to their kinky parents which they do yeah. but just to get a different perspective you know so yeah. perspective is important it is it actually is it's one of the things i love with for him i mean he's you know he's 18 now and um he can he knows how many people he has to go to and feels nothing of it um you know i mean He's gone to Max before now, 
Mr. Mm -hmm. Max before now to ask a question. Yeah. I'm yeah. Gonna ask, never mind. I'm gonna ask Max. I'm like, okay, you 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 go ahead. You know. Right, and that's the, that's one of the beauties of having a large, family, especially people that are aligned with your own core values and principles. Yeah. You know, we um, worked with a, a, a gentleman that, much like DK mentioned, has, you know, was a, came through was a, through a mentorship um, through House of Blue. And now they have their own entire house and family and, you know, a, a whole bevy of people that serve and are all happy together. And, you know, for me as an HOH that, you know, helped be a part of that, that is one of the greatest rewards that we can have, you know, because that intention and purpose actually came to fruition and there's no better reward than that. Mm. Well, I think it's just like launching biological family. Yeah. That, that is just like launching biological family. You know, they, they do their work. They do, they have the growth, they grow up, they leave home and they hopefully create something really mm. valuable and worthwhile that we all recognize. Right. Right. Yeah, my kids are all grown with kids of their own, but they've grown up with this. They, you know, they know everything that goes on. Some of it they don't want to know. It's like, okay, yeah, we don't need to know. Um, but the point is, each of them have had their moment where they recognize the value of what they've grown up with, um, where they've been able to use those resources, uh, where they've been bailed out of situations by, you know, somebody in, in the leather family. So... Yeah, it's meant a great deal to them. They understand far more about it, the importance of community and trust and respect and, you know, all those things. The right to their own privacy and respect, you know, because uh, yeah. they see they see it mirrored. So, I mean, I think that's such a big deal. Um, for me, certainly, one of the things that was so important and remains so important is community. And it is one of the things that I found so difficult living here when everybody else was living there, because there, you know, there was the five and a half years where I was here and everybody else was there. And it was like, Oh yeah, I get to go and be part of community and really enjoy that atmosphere and soak up everything I can. And then I'm back here. Mm -hmm. And that was an incredibly difficult split. Mm -hmm. Found you. Because lots of us don't start out in community. I think that's important, right? I, I, you know, I, I certainly didn't. I was, you know, doing my thing long, long before I decided that, well, maybe community might be a nice thing to consider. You know what? I'm sitting here and I'm listening to you, um, Jewel and, and DK. You and I have had some conversation, but not a lot. But what is so striking to me in this conversation is that the, th the four of us were of a certain age, right? And one of the things that both of you have mentioned, which is one of the intentions that the House of Blue has, is the building of community through information from people that actually live in the community, not, you know, some other sources. Um, and so we talked about just generally how your son, Jewel, and DK, how your family has so many people in it, and what we're doing to prepare them for their entry into the community. That is so important to our mission um and it's just uh, it's just refreshing to see that you all have that same vision you know and, absolutely yeah. and you know when the when when this person asked me you know what's a leather house and i was thinking the question later and when for me the community bit is so important and i look at what's going on in the in the wider world and the outer communities and it is such a fucking mess i mean it's just such a mess that's part of why community is so important to us. Yeah. Also because we're a subculture of a subculture. Yes. 
and actually that you you got to have some people in your corner you got to have some mutual acquaintances you know some some people who who feel like you do and do what you do you know and believe the things that you believe you well otherwise you end up in your corner yeah well otherwise you end up feeling gaslit all the time yep mm. Because you're around people whose worldview is so different from yours. And I just, it, it is, it is such, an, such an important structure to have. And I think it is important to distinguish between online and in, in, li in life, um, in physical life. I don't want to say in real life because online is real. It's just, but it is different. And it is an important distinction. Um, and Mr. Blue, you have raised responsibility. And that, like, that's the big one, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. you take actual physical responsibility for people. A lot of times I don't think that people just entering into this world understand mm -hmm. that that's part of creating a house and creating a structure is the responsibility on all levels, particularly if they're, if you, if they're property. Yeah. What level of responsibility that is. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, you mentioned bringing, um, you use in real life. So for us, the House of Blue, like I said, was conceptual. And part of the bringing it to real life was the actual branding part of it. Mm -hmm. um, if you look on FET, you know, and one of the things that we say about the, the House of Blue is that we're about excellence and service. And a part of that service is when we're out and about, we want to be recognized. We want to be out here, you know, putting forth the effort and showing that, you know, real life, this is what work looks like. And part of that was actually this brand, you know, the, the vest and all of that stuff that goes with it um, and creating, creating a, a crest, a house crest and all of those things. So it's really important. It really is. It really is important. You know, the virtual side is just as important, but it's a different type of responsibility as a head of household in real life that we have you know, people here. Yeah. But you guys went a step further. You guys went a step further. And bonded with some people to start Leather Houses of Color Coalition. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna let her talk about that. <laughs> I would love it if you would talk about that because that is a step further than just the house. Right. So um, the Leather Houses of Color Coalition was a brainchild of me and um, another uh, alpha servant in her house, um, and we just began to support each other and our roles and the difficulties and the things that come up. And, it, and so we had this really great support system, but we thought about all the other folks who may or may not have that support system. Because it's one thing to say, I wanna, I'm in a leather house and I, I, you know, these are my values and these are the things that I'm striving for excellence. It's a whole nother thing to actually have the responsibility of doing those things. And those things actually come, um, you don't know what they're going to be, what those challenges and obstacles are going to be when you make the, the promise or the commitment or when you accept the collar or the station that you accept in your family, whatever those things may be. So you need support in order to continue in those roles um, if long term. So that was important to me that I said, OK, so we talked about being able to put together something that would offer that type of support to houses. A lot of times we'll see houses collapse because of lack of support. Because no, they don't know anybody else doing it and, and or they're embarrassed about whatever the situation is, which is causing the problem. 
And so those relationships and houses could be saved if they had support, but because they don't know where to turn and not many people are willing to put themselves in a position to serve in that way. Um, people were collapsing, falling apart, disappearing, um, not knowing where folks were. That would become very, very prevalent in my early years. There would be slaves and submissives and then they would be gone. And it would be like, what happened to such and such? And because you don't know them beyond the screen or beyond a much, you can't contact them again later once they have changed their name or disappeared for whatever reason. And so we felt it was important to bring something together that would offer support for folks. And we brought those subsequent uh, conversation and ideas to our masters who agreed. And that was the uh, beginning of finding other houses who would be, um, who was one, stabilized enough to be able to help. Um, also in a position where they weren't, um, they were be able to be transparent about why they were. Uh, so when we found some other houses that were comfortable with doing that, we set out to, to start that coalition of four founding houses um, to, to, to start that mission of being able to help stabilize houses, give support and serve in the community. And I mean, and it, is, it is an amazing mission we're proud to be part of because um, I, I recognize that, you know, one of the biggest things is support, which brings us back to community and, and what level of support you gain from stuff like this. So what's lovely about the coalition is that it is like real support not disparaging anybody, but sometimes support means, you know, it's three o'clock in the morning, I'm broke down on the road, but somebody come and get me, right? Mm -hmm. um, or um, I just need to leave my home for a little while and cool down. Right. You know, it. Or can I come stay with you until this situation blows over or somebody's gonna be in hospital who's gonna come and, and help out? As right. well as let's get together and meet and talk about the shit that's going on that's bothering us or work through all of that. So it's all the different levels. DK said that we're a subset of a subset. Yes. Subculture. Hmm. Subculture of a subculture. How, yeah, difficult yeah. Is it, how difficult is it to find wow. information in a subset of a subset if you don't exactly. live in the exact same life choice or lifestyle, mm. right? Yeah, oh, and I've taken the same approach of you as you have as being really public and very accessible. Um, you know, I've taught workshops and done demos and talks and what have you since the 90s. So part of that is, uh, it's a little bit like my work as a therapist. I'm very out in my sexuality, my gender and so on and so forth, because it gives people permission to right, say, right. oh, maybe I can too. And I do the same thing for my leather and for my family. Um, very public, very accessible, because it gives people permission to ask questions, permission to learn. Right. And when you put, when you, DK, personally put that information out there, like you said, it gives people license, right? Yes. To step outside of whatever fear they may have had, and then they can build upon that and build themselves. That's perfect. That's exactly what's needed. Right. And so and, and then we talk about that and then put it in the context of people of color. They really find it difficult to be places that are safe spaces and mm. things of that nature and how to build leather as a person of color, because sometimes 
you'll be in areas if you can't find leather, you may not even find leather, people of color in leather. Right. So if you those are the places where it's like, OK, these are the kinds of supports you want to offer people or to it also to be able to give another viewpoint on how it is that you can live the life that you choose as your authentic self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and it is one of those things that as a therapist, I'm also out. And I always say that I spend more than half my time giving people permission to be themselves. That's it, right? You know, because, and I understand it because personally, that was a thing for me. And when I went to therapy, uh, the first time was just subsistence therapy because I had PTSD and I was so shocked. I just needed somebody to give me a safe space. I don't remember much of that therapy. You know, I couldn't tell you what I did, or I just remember that he was very grandfatherly and he gave me a safe space. Um, By the time I got to the longest term therapy that I did, one of the biggest problems that I had was that I had no permission to be me. That it was identified, that this was identified as a problem that we, we should work on and change, which I never agreed to do. So we never worked on it and it never got changed. Right. Um, but, you know, it was identified as a problem. So there wasn't any permission to just be who I was. When I um, finally accepted who I was, and I don't just mean in a kink perspective, just who I was as a man, mm-hmm. that was one of the most liberating feelings that, I'll probably ever experience in my life. And just remembering how I was doing things, but not fully authentic to who I was just to fit in or to fall into what was the norm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I look at how I live now where I have no apologies for who I am or how I live. And that if I can give just one more person that same liberating feeling and give them a space to do that freely and openly, I'm happy. And earlier. And earlier. <laughs> and earlier. That was the one I was thinking. I was like, please, can you know, my big mission is like, you do not have to wait to where I waited to. Right. Because I started doing this very young, but I didn't feel comfortable until much later. Right. Yeah. I was doing it and feeling shame. It's not the same thing, right? If I and and that's got layered. I know I felt comfortable with this much and did that for years. I felt the last bit of layering only blew off a couple of years ago. I mean, so we're you know we're talking. It's a progression. That's the other thing that I think people need to understand that that it, this is also a space that provides that to me structure provides the safety so you can deviate from structure, move away from structure because you have that strong touchstone to come back to. Mm-hmm. I think about the way toddlers learn and as they just start to get away from their caregivers, they'll run and do something and then they'll turn and look back at the caregiver and the caregiver gives a big smile and they'll you know, kind of do some more and then they'll run back for a little cuddle and then they go away. And that's what structure does. It allows you to go and, and actually grow and explore because you know yeah. that you've got that strength back. And Maybe that's the thing that I think. That's mm-hmm. part of the reason for the, the whole Leather Family gig is because it gives people roots so yeah. they can get on with the business of finding the wings to fly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's, that's a beautiful way of saying it. 
So I need last words and where people can find you if they're interested in finding you. DK? Okay. Um, so FetLife is the obvious one, DK Leather. Um, in fact, DK Leather anywhere, just Google it and that'll be me. <laughs> Almost certainly. Um, if it's as a psychotherapist, you'll want dkgreen.com. dkleather.com also exists. Um, there is a Leather Family website, but it's currently being rebuilt. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, okay, so House of Blue, we can also be found on FetLife with House of Blue. That'll be us. You'll see our house crest. That'll be up. You can also find us on FetLife as Mr. Blue. That's spelled out Mr. Blue. And me, is, I am Blue Frost on FetLife. On Facebook, it is still House of Blue and Mrs. Blue Frost on Facebook. And you can find us, we'll be launching our website, which is uh, Mr. Blue, Mr. and Mrs. Blue.com. So that'll be Mr. spelled out and Mrs. Blue.com. So I am so looking forward to that. Yeah, and watch this hey. space. Watch this space. This is going to be really cool. So thank you, everybody, for listening this week. If you've got any questions, comments, or there's a topic you want to hear about, please write to me at lauribeth at drlauribethbisbee.com. Head over to my website, drlauribethbisbee.com, and sign up for my mailing list to get information about all our regular events. Um, Stuff for something to read. I have two recent books out, Dancing the Edge to Surrender, an erotic memoir, of Trauma and Survival and Dancing the Edge to Reclaiming Your Reality and Essential Life Skills for Gaslighting and Trauma Survivors. They can both be found on Amazon or you can get autographed copies from me. Just send me an email and I will provide you with a payment link. I look forward to seeing all of you next week. Be safe. Have a good one. Uh, Next week, it's B and B is for Butch. We hope you learned something today. But if you have more questions, go ahead and email them to Lori Beth at drlauribethbisbee.com. Then be here next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of The A to Z of Sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee on Voice America Health and Wellness. See you next week.